Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Some Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and Happy New Year. With me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining us this week, our new champion, and he's got the hardware to match, Lavender Gooms, got a belt on his shoulder. They mocked me for buying this belt, and look how happy Mike is. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> First of all, for this year, you do not call me Lavender Gooms, Okay. You either address me okay. as champion, le champion, or champion Mike. Champ is acceptable. And you know what? Mike is also acceptable because we know the champion, you know, comes before that. I know you're thinking it when you say Mike. All right. Very flexible so champion. Yeah. So January, January 1st, just want to address that right off the bat. You know, you already made your mistake. Let's let's. Let's improve from there. Bobby. Yeah, I got I it. Here we go. I, I, of it. Let me try again. Also joining us this week, the Make a Wish kid we let to win this one finally, Mike. You see, I can tell let the pain behind your voice. Okay, it's okay. It's all right, Bobby. But anyway, I didn't uh, charge this man for the shipping, and he's this rude to me. It's this rude. Anyway, New Year, January first. Most of you will listen to this on January second, so. As always, here are the happies. First off, happy National Bloody Mary Day. Personally, hate Bloody Marys. Oh boy. Don't understand the appeal of them. My man does not like tomatoes in his beverages. Learn that much nope, from him. No, nope, I do not. Um, January 2nd, when most of you will be listening to this, happy National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. But more specifically and more on point with this group, especially for Bobby and uh, Mark, is happy national cream puff day because oh. that's what y'all were all of last year because <laughs> Le champion dominated these two jamokes I feel in this like podcast mike mike adopting also, a uh, chris jericho nickname this week it means he has not read the news but you know go ahead <laughs> keep doing Le what you're champion doing does not read the news and anyway also a happy i should probably read the news <laughs> a happy <laughs> national <laughs> buffet day because that's what y'all were last year, all right? Mm. Easy pickings. Okay. That was. <laughs> you did a good job. Yeah. If he can continue this every week, incorporating the holidays into our. I just don't want him to lose the belt, man. That's it. Just don't lose the belt. You know, I'm just saying, don't lose it. Um, now I must. I must now. You know, you you do your little talky thing, Bobby. The champion is going to. Uh, Make it so that this belt can stand up behind them, so y'all can see this, right? Nice. Just look at the belt hey, as on we display. Talk. It's nice that we don't. This isn't a visual medium because as we were starting, Mike almost unplugged his headphones while trying to grab the belt. That was pretty entertaining as well. Um, well I would say you buried the lead, but you didn't even mention. It. I mean, he's wearing sunglasses. There's a whole. I mean, what do you mean he's doing the whole thing. We did. I mean, he like he like coming he, across. Yeah, he had to. You know, he has to do what we did. It was nice. We did it so nice. He has to bring it back. Um, I'm also very happy I have prescription sunglasses. That's the only way this works. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's working. 
All right, boys and girls, we got no fights this coming weekend. Uh, there were some past couple days. I didn't watch, but I lost money on them. Fucking John Dobson. Um, but uh, what we're gonna do is we promised you our we promised our predictions for 2024. We're each gonna make a few predictions. But first, we decided it'd be kind of fun, and I think we did this last year because Mark and I were talking about it. Mike, I don't know if you remember where we tried to guess which guys would still be champion, but none of us wrote it down. Um, so we're gonna try that this year and see how wrong we are at the end of the year. Um, and what we're literally just picking is who is the champion December thirty first, twenty twenty four. Before that, we got a little bit of news uh, concerning the biggest pay per view star this sport's ever seen. Um and uh, the Brock biggest card we're expecting oh, is it him? I think it's still Connor. I don't know. I don't know. Um, shout out to Brock. Those court documents telling us Brock got eight million dollars to show up and wrestle Mark Hunt for three rounds. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, lost my goddamn train of thought. We're gonna talk about some uh, news for UFC 300 though. Also, first off, we got Michael Chandler fighting Connor McGregor. We have we have a date. Michael Chandler is probably so goddamn happy because. I did not think he was getting this fight, especially how the, you know, social media stuff was going on these last couple, last month or so. I'm not sure Michael Chandler should celebrate until there's a contract signed, uh, but he should work on that. Um, Mike, it sounds like we're going to get Conor McGregor not at UFC 300, but instead at International Fight Week, the week of June 29th, I think people are saying around that time. And he's saying he's going to fight Michael Chandler at 185 pounds. I think we all saw at least 170 happening. 185 is is special, but the man also, you know, hasn't fought since he snapped his leg into. He looks much larger, you know. Good for him. Let's just go quick, Mike. Is this fight actually going to happen on that date? I think it will. I I, I think it does. Oh, on that date, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, okay. Outside of injuries, um, you can't say Connor isn't a professional when it comes to the fight game. So I don't think he's um, ever pulled out. Of anything, yeah. yeah. He fought. So, he fought Chad Mendes with a torn knee, and uh, there was another one where he was hurt and he still fought. So, I'll give him that. Yeah. So I don't have any reason outside unforeseen circumstances as to why it wouldn't happen that weekend. A little early for International Fight Week, though. Um, it's normally in what second week of July. Normally, also, or first yeah, week. Of July? I was surprised with that too. I also don't know how we already know that. Unless the UFC has already uh, put the calendar out that far. Um, but, okay. You know, Mark, what was your thought? I mean, I, did you, I was surprised it was Chandler. I'll be honest. I thought we were headed towards somebody else. Uh, it would, it would, I, I know you, you thought that, and I can understand why, but it would seem a little weird if they didn't, if they weren't able to book that fight because it's been in the making for so long. They, I, there probably has been a couple tufts where those coaches didn't fight each other, probably. But I think it's few and far between, right? Yeah, I think they tried to at the like, end, like there... at least book a fight. I remember when like Tito got hurt and they'd have Rich Franklin fight Chuck Liddell, and then yeah, uh, yeah. that whole sure. Connor and season, uh, Faber, Connor and Faber didn't fight. So that was another one. But they were they weren't supposed to, right? Like like no, they were never even supposed to. to. Brock and Junior were right. supposed to fight, and they didn't fight. And they didn't. Okay. In fairness, they no. didn't say they thought they they didn't have a date on this. I mean, normally have a date at least. Um, but, no, but, would you when, count when would you count Rampage and Rashad? Mainly because they fought like years after. It was like a year and a half after the fact. That was mostly so he could book. He wanted to do the A Team movie, right? That was not the story. He wanted to go do the A Team oh, movie. 
you know, I think that was what uh, happened there. But, but to your point, when I learned when it was happening and at the division it was happening, then I wasn't super surprised because, like, well, it seems like they're being fairly accommodating, letting it happen at 185. That's a big jump up for for both athletes, right? Like even for Connor, who had made 170 before, to go up another weight division, um, you know, after a break like this is somewhat concerning. Um, and then obviously for Chandler, you know, that's huge. I don't think has Chandler fought at 170. Maybe. I don't even think he has. I yeah, I don't. Let me check this out while we're talking. Maybe early in his career. I'll see if I can find Maybe. out when, find while we're doing this while we're sitting here. But the those were surprising to me. I thought June was later than I thought. I mean, it seems like he's been fairly healthy for a while and has wanted to be active. So I thought maybe in the first quarter. Um, and then his very was. first fight was at welterweight. His first, oh, actually, his okay. first fight was at welterweight, and then his first fight in, we fought in strike force. Don't remember this. He fought a guy in strike force at welterweight. He had a few fights at 165, and then he showed up in Bellator in that tournament. And then we were off at 155 for the next, you know, right. 10 years. He has not fought since November 2022. That's when he called him out. Mm-hmm. So I think the tough season was like the middle-ish of last year, maybe. Something like that. So anyway, um, this leaves an interesting situation where UFC 300 is April 13th. And... Right now, the only fights we have are Aljamain Sterling, Calvin Cater, Yuri Prohaska, Alexander Rakic, and Bo Nickel versus Cody Brundage, which are all, you know, we're off to a good start, guys, honestly, in terms of, like, names and stuff like that. Um, though Chael Sonnen made a good point about why are we wasting our time with this Bo Nickel cody Brundage fight, because he's already, like, a minus, like, 900 favorite before anything's even fucking happened. Like, he's, he's pretty much saying, let's book this kid a real fight. He's minus 1450. Chael might be right. Um, Leon Edwards says he's fighting on the card is his plan is currently the plan which we all assume is Bilal Muhammad because uh, a dude has a torn ligament in his foot right he fought with the, I mean I guess he fought with it so Shafkat fought with a torn ligament in his foot so I guess they could book it um, but that's there I don't think that's obviously not the main event um, we are in an interesting situation here Mark uh, I know UFC 300 is just a number um, but what are we, what are we doing? What do we got to put on this thing? Like, I know, I mean, my thing is, I think Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz is a conversation that they've been having for a couple of years that could headline mm-hmm. Dustin sells, Nate sells, mm-hmm. sure. but like besides like pulling some rabbit out of their hat, I'm trying to think what they're going to come up with here. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe something at heavyweight potentially of Aspen. Did Aspen will get hurt when he won? I no, he was he hurt when he fought. Leg- but like, is he gonna yeah. like main event? Well, is, I mean, Jones. Jones can't come back something. in April. Jones can't come back in no. April. So it'd be like an it'd be an interim against you know Almeida. Yeah, but nobody knows who Aspinall you know? is. I mean, hell, more people might know who Leon is at this point than Aspinall. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, you, you, I mean, obviously, like to your point, you want a big, you know, it, it, it is you know just a number, but you know these big benchmarks, hundred, two hundred. You know, I mean, let's go through. Let's go through the champions. Yeah, let's go through the champions, right? Because the guys fighting on the pay-per-views leading up to this, we're assuming anybody fighting in January, February, or March is not fighting. I'm assuming. I don't know. Strickland and Drickus. Feels like that fight might take a few rounds, and no one in that card is going to be able to turn around that quickly unless they're trying to fuck him over, Aljamain style. Um, Mayor Buena Silva, Raquel Pennington. That's also on that card. And then the next card is uh, Volk versus Topuria. That's in February. And then... UFC 299, I believe, is O'Malley, which 
Uh, yeah, that's the only title fight on that one. So the champion's still out there we could book is the heavyweight one. The interim heavyweight champion, I guess. Um, Pereira, uh, I guess he could fight, you know, how, I don't know how messed up. I don't know what, I don't know, Mike, I don't even know what Achilles injuries mean anymore. How, how hurt Jamal Hill is, if he can fight in April or not. Um, the welterweight champion, so Leon, we already said Leon, Leon's fighting. Is Islam going to fight in April? That's one. And then maybe Moreno or not, who's not, not Moreno, Pantoja's out there. And then we got Grasso. We got, and then we got uh, Wei Lee. I don't know, man. None of these, Mike, none of these sound like we're going to be selling a lot of tickets with the main event. I'm just putting that out there. It sounds like we're not going to get a championship by main eventing this thing. You're muted. Sorry about that. Le Champion makes mistakes as well. Um, really, re really Google him before you keep saying that. Just putting that out there. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm, this is me seriously saying, don't do that. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's also I'm going to France, you know. In a, in I know. A week, so you should have yeah, that. That's why I'm saying it. I mean, it's not. But anyway, <laughs> um, I got to imagine that there's no way it's going to be a non-title fight that's headlining UFC 300. Um, I wasn't an MMA fan when UFC 100 happened, um, but I've looked at that uh, card before. It was pretty stacked with uh, championship fights. Uh, UFC 200, I was around for that one was that was a pretty large event. Um, I mean, in paper it was until injuries and picograms got in our way. Um, I can't see Dana White having as much as he might like Nate Diaz having Nate Diaz, for example, headlining UFC 300. Um, he still has four months to situate how this card will go. I think there's still things being worked on. Um, one of those weird times I'll say, let's have a little faith in Dana White. I don't know. I'm thinking, I think it is going to be something like that, Mike. I think it's going to be a non-title fight. Unless they throw so many championship fights on here that it won't matter. Like three title fights, which I think three title fights is probably going to happen. Just, you know, just seems like that's where we end up with this thing. Um, but anyway, that's in, uh, that's in April, UFC 300. As long as Jim Miller is on the card, I'm a happy person. Just saying. Get that man on 100, 200, or 300. He could be the only guy who did that. Just saying. Someone said they should get Ronda Rousey back to fight, uh, Misha Tate. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see that. Seems like a bad idea for everybody. Including her, actually. Uh, Misha might actually win that one. Um... All right, guys. I uh, think anything interesting came out of these, this rising card besides Juan R. Archuleta missed weight and lost his belt on the scale and then still mm -hmm. lost the fight. Um, and then John Dodson was a was like four or five to one favorite, which normally you don't lose those fights, but uh, he lost a decision to Hiramasa Ogi Kubo over there at Ryzen 45. So, anyway. Um, but yeah. I said we make some picks for who's going to be wearing gold by the end of next year. And I say we just go uh, one way class at a time. Does that sound good to you guys? Sounds good. And I have the favorites up as well, if that's interesting for people. Um, at least according to This Nick Houseman, he is talking reckless about Chris Jericho. He equated him to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Nick Houseman's not really a... Nick Houseman's a, just part of that Cornette camp. We really don't need to take him seriously. 
here's the thing. There's, I mean, okay, this is a whole different conversation we can have off the podcast. But it's like, there's okay. not really, yeah. no, no one really knows anything, and the internet ran with it, basically. Um, anyway, the heavyweight champion of the world currently is John Jones. He is slated to return, people seem to think July. June, July-ish, they think. Um, we don't know. Um, the interim champion is Tom Aspinall. So the favorites to be champion next year is Aspinall plus 175, Jones plus 200, Jolton Almeida plus 300, and then we're down to like the 900, 1200-ish area with Gone, uh, Pravlovich, and stuff like that. Mike, why don't you go ahead and lead us off here? Who do you think is going to be champion in uh, heavyweight? At heavyweight, I think there isn't going to be any change. I think it will continue to be John Jones. Um I think he fights once this year, and it'll be um, probably later on in the year because um, he'll probably ask for more money. Uh, I think it's going to be John Jones also because I don't think he's actually going to return in June or July because I've noticed with John Jones, when we think he's going to fight, they get cheap all of a sudden, and all of a sudden it's an extra three months, and I think John's not fighting till like September. And uh, I do not think he's going to retire in the cage. Just putting this out there. So I think John Jones also. Um, Mark, what do you got? Uh, kind of similar. Um, I think Aspinall is going to be champion, but for a lot of the same reasons you guys put that. I, I, but I do think John will retire um, when he's done. I think he'll fight Stipe. Um, and if not Stipe, he'll fight some late. I, I could see Jones... Supposed to fight Stipe, Stipe, or something happens late last minute. Someone gets hurt. He has to fight a uh, Sergio Palpovich or somebody, somebody of 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 who's not exactly earning, but is in the echelon of title contention. He'll win that fight and just be like, ah, I'm done with it, or something to those lines. So yeah, I think, and then I and I think Aspinall will maybe have like one more fight at the end of the year to solidify himself as heavyweight. So you think he's gonna just drop but, out yeah. at the end of that fight, yeah. whatever it is? Okay, um, yeah. light heavyweight. We got the current champ, Pereira, plus 250. No one knows. Let's go with that with light heavyweight to start with. This is going to be... I feel somehow we're all going to get this wrong, honestly. Um, Pereira, plus 250. Jamal Hill, plus 350. Magomed Ankalaya, plus 400. Yuri, plus 800. Izzy, plus 1200. Rakic, plus 1400. Um, then we're down to these other dudes, too. So I'm going to go first. I think it's going to be Magomed Ankalayev. Uh, Though I would rather him not get anywhere near the title. I do think he's going to get a title shot. Just, he is. And unless he does something real stupid, which with him, it's always on the table, guys, for him to do something really stupid. But I think he can uh, get on top of one of these dudes. I don't think, I think all these guys ahead of him can get taken down and laid on top of, to be honest. So what I want is I want Johnny Walker to knock him out next weekend. I think it's next weekend. Weekend after this, I guess. But I think it's Agolayev. Mike, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Pajeda here as well, mainly because... Well, I didn't go with Pajeda. No, well, um, you were talking before that like Pajeda was the, the champion. Ah, That's gotcha. what I was referring to. Um, I'm going to go with Pajeda because, honestly, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah, you could be right. Anybody could be Pick a name here, buddy. It could be anybody. Uh, Marcus, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I have Yuri because I think Pajeda is going to go up to heavyweight. And get tangled up in there, and then I think Yuri is will be in title contention with Jamal Hill potentially, um, or Magomed. You know, who, who knows? You know what towards like the the middle to later half of the year, 
bolts for light heavyweight. But then I, I see Yuri in that conversation in that picture, and I think he has a decent shot against any of these guys. So I'll go with him. Um. Okay. Uh. Middleweight. We got uh. Current. Wow. Well, the current champ is fourth. Plus four fifty for Strickland. Plus four fifty for Drickus. Plus four hundred for Adesanya. Plus two seventy five for uh, the Wolf. I think that's what we call it. What Shemayev is going with as a nickname. Um. Mark. Yeah, um, I'm going with uh, DDP on this one. I think um, he's going to fight uh, Strickland next, is in the cards. Um, and then when you're looking at the rest of the landscape, you know, there are some kind of, you know, big names out there. Obviously, um, uh, Kamev, or Ka- I'm sorry, Kazmat, I think is someone out there. But I don't know if he's going to get a shot immediately. And I think, you know, DDP really impressed me with his Whitaker win. And I think he could hold off the top of the guard. For a fight or two. I think he beat Strickland. I think maybe he has one more fight later in the year. And that's it. Um, and I don't think he's going to have to fight um, Kazmat in that fight. I think he maybe he'll be like a Jared Cannonier or something like along those lines. And I think he could potentially win that fight um, and still be the champion at the end. I got Kamzat because I think they're definitely going to make the winner of this fight fight Kamzat and Abu Dhabi. I there's, like a doubt, like, there's like no doubt in my mind that's happening. Um, I think Strickland's also going to beat him. Based on nothing. Mostly hope, which is sad to say at this point, given the characteristic characters we have here. But I, I got Kamzat. I think they're going to f- get him in a fight with these guys. And if Kamzat is going to gas, it's less of a problem to gas against Drickus than it is against Sean, though. Just putting that out there. Do not want to gas against Sean. Mike, who do you got? Yeah, I've got Kamzat as well. Um Strickland isn't going to hold this belt past uh, Drickus, and then Drickus is going to lose. Um, you think you, you guys both taking Drickus over Strickland? Interesting. Right now, it's up like a pick em. I think Strickland might be a slight favorite, actually. All right. This one, I think, is really a couple horse race here with one dark horse that you might want to all consider welterweight. We got uh, the current champion, Leon Edwards, coming in at plus 150. The second lowest number for anybody listed, actually, I think. At least for the men. I'm not sure what women are listed as. But for the men, the Leon is plus 150. is the second lowest. Uh, you guys can probably guess who is the lowest. Um, Shavkat, plus 200. Bilal, plus 500. Islam Mahachev, plus 800. Machado, Gary, plus 1,200. Brady, plus 1,200. Usman, plus 1,000. Usman? Okay. Um, I think this is just a conversation you need to have with yourself about the UFC schedule. Personally, uh, Mark, what's your pick, though? Uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, Shabcat. I think he'll he'll fight Leon, you know, fairly soon here when he, you know, um, in a couple fights or so. I don't even know if they'll make him fight another fight waiting for that, depending on how the schedules work out. Um, and I think that's a really tough competitive fight for Leon. And I think he kind of drops a decision there. Um I don't think they'll do an immediate rematch, and then I think he'll be able to, you know, have maybe. Do you one think more he's going to fight him? Do you think they're going to Bilal's getting fucked here at three hundred? What's your honest? I think guess? he might fight. I think he might fight uh, Bilal and then have to fight. Yeah, Shamcat. So for me, I it was really a debate of I because I you guys know how much of a big Leon Edwards fan I am, and I do like Shafcat a lot too. Been on this train early, and I do think Leon's going to be a tough fight for him. I think Leon's a tough fight for everybody. I think people are realizing how good Leon is. Leon doesn't stop people though. That's what, I mean, the headshot dead being exception. It's going to be tough with a guy like Shafkat. So I think Shafkat is your next champion because I don't think Bilal has anything for Leon. 
honestly. I'm just wondering if he's going to get it in time. And I'm leaning towards yes. So I'm going Shafkat as well. But it's really a schedule. I think it's a two-horse race. Unless Islam really... Islam's an interesting one. Mike, you got $10 you don't want to see ever again. Islam's not the worst bet in the world. <laughs> What's your pick, though, buddy? For me, it's going to be Leon. You think um, I think I don't think he'll beat Shavkat, um, but actually along the same lines you were thinking, I think that Leon will fight... Um, uh, fuck. Below. Why am I blanking on his name? Below Muhammad mm. in UFC 300. And then I don't think he fights for the rest of the year. Interesting. Yeah, so I think it's... I, li- I, I agree. I mean, I agree with so that. I think, I think I think Shavkat um, fights him probably sometime January of next year. Um, I said it. This was, yeah, I think that's really, you're, I think it's really a conversation with yourselves about how, what you think the UFC schedule is going to look like this year and whether they can get another fight. And of course, we would have been so wrong this year considering who are the champions right now, by the way, guys. Um, Mark already wrote it. This is the guy who's the only favorite among the men to still be, you know, to, 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 in the betting pool here is uh, Islam Mahachev. Minus 225 for him. Oliveira plus 400. Sarukian plus 500. Gaethje plus 900. Gamrot plus 1400. Don't know why Chandler's listed. Plus 2500. I just, he beat the two guys already. I mean, I know he beat Armin in a much earlier fly, fight, but we talk about it a lot, me and Mark. I don't understand the fascination with the Oliveira fight. Because I don't know what Oliveira is going to do the second time. That, you know. So, I got, I got, he's not losing this belt unless he goes after Leon. That's the only way he's losing the belt, I think, is if he moves up. So, I got, I got Islam. Mike, who do you got? I've got Islam as well. Yeah. Um, I think his his reign will be long, much like his uh, predecessor. Uh, featherweight. Oliveira. I mean, uh, Khabib. Yeah. Featherweight. Um, Topuria, I'm sorry, uh, Volkanovsky plus 140, Topuria plus 275, Max plus 550. I guess either Arnold Allen in there plus 1200. Uh, Mike, who do you got? I've got Volk in this one mainly because we've already seen that he that Max doesn't have anything for him, and I'm not really that impressed. Like, everyone else is a good fighter, but it's more just. Volk has just been head and shoulders above everyone else in this division. So you think Tapori is not going to do it? No. The man's out there putting cha- UFC champion in his fucking Instagram bio. This would be, you're basically saying Leon, I mean, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is going to be the second man to do what he did at age 35 or older. Well, yeah. And, and you know, with, with Tapuria, I can commend him trying to will some things into existence. But he doesn't know the champion mindset yet, all right? So I don't think he has it yet. As one champion knows to another, he, he don't got it yet. Again, took the man 10 years to pick fights decently well enough to win finally. Uh, I'll got Volkanovski too. This might just be me wanting it, but I am not discounting the possibility, Mark, that this kid is, that Toporia is one of these dudes. That is just like Connor level of, I, <clears throat> I'm calling this motherfucker out and I'm coming for his title. I think Max is a live or do- more live dog than we think he is, by the way. Because if Volkanovski drops that title, Max is still like 31. And like he still hasn't lost to anybody else, unless I'm mistaken. Right, guys? Nobody else beating him? No. I think it's only no. Alexander. Yeah, I, by the way, do we all agree Tapuria is going to have to beat him twice, right? Unless he dusts him in like a, a round. 
They're gonna he's gonna have to beat Volkanovsky twice. They're gonna give Volkanovsky an immediate rematch if he loses his belt, right? Or my Maluna thinks yeah, that. Unless, oh, yeah. unless he doesn't want it. Unless he's like, I'm just gonna go to light heavy, light, lightweight now. Forget about it. Okay. Um, all of us taking Volkan. The only guys who held the belt probably at this time the year before too. You know what I mean? The guys that all these other champion a year ago also. So, um, bantamweight. This is a fun question to ask yourself. How long can they keep these guys away from Sean O'Malley? Sean O'Malley is plus 150. That is low. Um, Marab Divashvili plus 350. Umar Nurmagomedov plus 600. Um, they're not letting Umar anywhere near him. Near him. Marlon Vera plus 700. Sandhagen is down at plus 800. I don't understand that at all. Sandhagen has already earned a title shot. How uh, is how is Sean's odds so low? Is it just because he's champion? I He does not fight that often. Like he, remember when he he won this belt in August, and he's not fighting again until yeah. March. And like, I think the belief is he might just fight once somehow and get out of the air fighting once. Um, who's your pick, Mike? Uh, it's not Sean. If you can't tell by my <laughs> is it Marab? Is it Sandhagen? Or is it, or is it Cheeto? Which of those? Oh, three? it's Marab. It's Marab. It's the it's the man. <laughs> it's the man who took his jacket. And we'll also take his belt. Yeah, I got, I'm gonna take Marab too. We're all taking Marab, Mark. Yeah, that's a sweep. Is it? It's really a question if they give him the fight, right? That's what we're all debating in our heads right now. Are they gonna let him near him? It's always kind of been the question, right? And if O'Malley even has the belt at that point, yeah, his his next fight is gonna be a difficult one. People are assuming Cheeto's um, gonna go down in this one, as if they have convinced themselves those words Sean said about the fight the first time are like what actually happened like got knocked out like he got beat it wasn't like there was a yeah, no hooker crook yeah. about it he's got brittle ass little fucking ankles what do you want he always has issues with his legs so flyweight um pantoja plus 200 moreno plus 275 albazi plus 600 manel cop plus 600 mark uh, yeah, I'm not really sure on this one, to be honest. Um, so I think Amir is right there, right? Yeah, I think he's, he's fighting, fighting Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, he's fighting Brandon. And then, and then I think if he wins that, he'll get a title shot. And, yeah. and otherwise, I don't really know who's next in line. And how far really. is Kaikara France, I feel? He's got to be around that area. He's ranked four, but I think he lost a fight. He lost to Albazi, but it was right? like a very questionable decision, that one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with Pantoja, but it, I mean, I, I do feel like He's not unscrupulous, right? Like it's not like he's unbeatable. He he's lost not that that long ago, so it's you know. But he's shown a lot of heart. He I've become a big fan of him. But this is a very difficult division. I could see Amir getting a shot and potentially beating him. I think if he has to fight Brandon again, I think he'll do all. Right. Here's the thing. I think eventually, like law of large numbers says, Brandon eventually wins one of these, and they're all close. And like that was a close one. I mean, he what he went three two on the scorecards. I think it was. Uh... Maybe so. I think it was 3-2. Like I think it was 3-2. I mean, we all thought he won, to be clear. We're not... There's no dispute. I thought he won three rounds, though. Um, and he dude broke his hand in the first round. It's really what I'm debating with. It's a combating two things in my head. One is that nobody can hold on to this belt. But he's already beaten Brandon, like, three times. And I think Brandon's going to beat Albazi. To be clear. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Brandon Moreno. Some way or another. Mm. I think he's going to win this fight with Albazi, and they're going to book this fight for Noche. That's what I'm going with. Um, 
You're calling your shot as well. No, I think well, that's what's going to happen. September, huh? Uh, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're not they fighting in like two months. I think that makes sense. You know, the much I don't know what Pantoja's up to. He's waiting for the winner of that fight. So, or hell, that might be on UFC 300, depending on when that happens. Mike, who do you got? Yeah, I've got the champion who started the year ending the year with the belt. So I've got Pantoja. Okay, uh, this one's a goddamn crapshoot. Women's bantamweight. <laughs> what is this weight class? What's uh, so funny, Bobby? Mara Silva plus 350. Juliana Pena plus 400. Raquel Pennington plus 500. Ketlin Vieira plus 700. The woman who should be the champion right now, Valentina Shevchenko plus 750. Thanks for whatever she wants, by the way, guys. Just putting that out there. I think whenever she feels like it, she can come down and win this title. Um... Mark, Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I think it's kind of tough. Um, I think you're thinking Pena or Silva. That's what really I'm thinking. It's one of those two, also. Runners. Yeah. Um, and I'll go with Silva, just kind of being the new blood. Um, yeah, for no other reason than that. You know, she looked good in her last couple of fights. Obviously, the uh, failed drug test has kind of put a little kibosh on some of this stuff. But um, otherwise, you know, she might be champion in ten. Was it in twelve days? Right? Oh, is that how soon it is? How I think it's some. I think it's the co-main event to this thing. To this, how the, what do the Can- Canadians do to deserve this card? Like, what? Are we, what? Are, what happened, <laughs> Mike? Who do you got? <laughs> yeah, I've got Juliana Pena um, in this one. Uh, now, I hope that in the middle of the year, Rocky Pennington becomes champion. Right. So that way, you know, she gets her moment in the sun. You mean, you mean, you mean in like in ten days when she fights for the title? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> you know, she uh, she she can get to experience the sweet, sweet joy of uh, being a champ, like I am, and then Juliana is going to come and outright beat her. Um, that's yeah. Um, Who else is it going to be? Yeah, I was going to. I think it's. I have it between though. I think we all have the same debate. It was whether Mayra is going to fight, going to be Pena or not, right? Like. Um, 125 women. Current champion Grasso is plus 400. Marin Menon Firo is plus 400. Valentina Shevchenko is plus 400. Weili Zhang is plus 550. But think this podcast has made their feelings clear. Miss Aaron Blanchfield's coming into this one at plus 225. I'm just going to say it. I got Aaron Blanchfield. And the only reason she wouldn't become champion for me this year is if they... S- if both of these women, Valentina and Alexa, because we know we're getting the third fight because of the uh, broken hands they both suffered, if they find a way to push that fight all the way to Noche in September. But I think Blanchfield's fighting for Roe, right? In like a f- month or so? I th- it's not that. It's in the, They already booked it. So it has to be soon. Um, I think. I'm trying to find the uh, thing. Uh, did they like already fight? No, she already fought. No, she fought. Uh, they're fighting at UFC Fight Night two twenty two thirty. Great fight night. Uh, in March, which is uh, uh, just me assuming some stuff. If they're fighting a week or so before UFC three hundred, I think you throw Alexa and Valentina on UFC three hundred. It gets the schedules lining up. But Blanchard and Fiorello, I hope is the main event. I would like that to go five rounds, if possible. Um, Mike, who do you got? 
becoming champion flyweight? So the next two champions, I think it's inevitable this year. Uh, one of them has been more inevitable for a few years, but um, I think it's going to be Blanchfield. Um, she's looked like an absolute killer at the division. Mark? Yeah, I I'm going with uh, Blanchfield as well. I, I could, I do think, you know, Valentina and Alexa Grasso also have a decent chance of defending or recapturing. Because, um, like you said, how the schedule worked out, that they're going to fight again. Because um, I could see Shulmanko getting the rematch by a really close decision and her and Blanchfield measuring up and that not being the easiest fight. But it's just fun. Aaron has really, uh, you know, has been the, the breath of fresh air into this division. Um, that's needed for a while. I think the Grasso win obviously changed things up a lot, but it, it was getting a little stagnated with Valentina at the very top and no one able to even question or, you know, challenge her on any way. And now we have, you know, a new champion and, you know, a really promising challenger here. So who do you think is going to have more trouble if they win that fight with Valanchfield? I think it's a bigger problem for Alexa. I think Alexa's take down the pencil a little bit worse. I think she can be, yeah, she can be grappled. But I more. do think that if both of those women stuff takedowns against Blanchfield. I think Alexa lights, lights her up a bit more than Valentina. At Valentina at this stage isn't the... Mm -hmm. Alexa's putting on, like, striking clinics with Valentina, it looked like. I was excellent, so we'll see. But Alexa, both of them, you know, get your wrestling shoes on, man. Um, all right. Uh, women's... Uh, well, the only strawweight champion we have is uh, Wei Li Zhang, who's even money. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, Jan Jonan plus 700, Lupita Godinez plus 1200, Amanda Lemos plus 600. But there's a young lady who I have claimed these all these women for the last six years at least have been holding on to her belt. And that's Miss Tatiana Suarez. So I have Miss Tatiana Suarez winning the title from whoever she wants, whenever she wants. And if she wants to go up and win 125 also, her and Blanche will be fun. But I got Tatiana Suarez. Mark, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Whaley. Um, I think she'll have a couple more title fights, and I think she will have to fight Tatiana, and I think maybe she's able to beat her with just her strength and athleticism. Um, but, I mean, I think Suarez is, would be a really fun, interesting champion, um, and she's finally getting her way up into that higher division because it, it, it has, it's been a long journey to get there. Yeah, um, multiple, you know, multiple injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's in striking distance, and I think that title fight potentially will come. Um, we'll see how she does, and it'd be cool if she was champion. But eh, I'll go with uh, Whaley. Mike, I'm gonna be going with uh, Tatiana as well. Uh, pretty much the only things that have been holding her back are injury. Yeah. All right. Those are our predictions. Realistically, we've just picked eleven champions. I don't think we're going to do better, any of us, than best case six. Honestly. I think best case one of us hits six. Just my two cents. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's hard to pick. I think somehow the light heavyweight champion is going to be none of the three people we we picked. And somehow the lightweight champion, lightweight champion is going to be not Islam Mahajab by some hook or crook. I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's just make some predictions for the year. Um... Mike, I know you got at least one. Uh, go ahead and make one first, and we'll go from there. Uh, I do. Um, and one I have is that no UFC card this year will have one million pay-per-view buys. More than. And yes, I know that includes what I say. Well, I mean, I, I, just to be clear, you're not picking like they're going to get exactly one million. You're saying 
no one's going to break 1 million, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and that, and I know that includes a year that has a UFC 300 and potentially a Conor McGregor fight. I think they're going to break it at least twice, but that's your prediction. Um, I got a prediction. It's going to be that, um, oh, fuck, I just lost. Oh, yeah, Francis Ngannou's fighting Tyson Fury again. They're boxing this year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter if he beats or doesn't beat. Yeah, uh, uh, what's it? Usyk. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. My first prediction. Mark, what do you got? Uh, you know, I, not super. It's kind of bold because I don't. I don't think it'll it'll completely dissolve, mm-hmm. but less less slap league, or a lesser extent of the slap league, or maybe no more slap league. Um, I feel like maybe this year things. It's the number one sport on all of social media. Are you not listening to this bald fuck talk about it? I think it's going to take a significant hit. You know, maybe it's not on TBS anymore or whatever. You know, I I think like it's going to, this is going to be a down. It hasn't been on TBS. It's been on Rumble for the last year. It has not been on TBS since like week four. Okay. Well, I think it's going to go even significantly less. I feel like, you know, something will happen and it'll. So what am I writing? I'm writing uh, Slap League Nearly Dies. Sure. Yeah. Scott, approval in California, man. So it's bare knuckle. Um, that, that'll, that'll go on. Uh, Mike. The second one I have is Conor McGregor will fight twice this year. So the man's going to fight in June and then what, in New York, you're thinking? That actually was what I was thinking. Um, I don't believe Conor's ever fought in New York. That's where he becomes so, double champ. Was that where he became yeah, double champ? That was where he became double. He did the first New York show, I think, wasn't it? That was the first ever one. Shit. I think God. it was. Is that the first one? I think. It may have been. Um, I mean, shit. Uh, I was all thrown yeah, off. What, I thought he hadn't fought in New York. Yeah, so that I is. That's the first. That was the first one. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez. In like, that was that was an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. I have no memory of him making it to the second round. By the way, Eddie versus Connor. All I know is he got hit early, and Mark said, "Oh fuck, Eddie's gonna lose." Like it was like a minute in, so well, I don't know. I I still think that there should be enough of a turnaround, um, even for Connor, considering how frequently he fights now. That um, he can fight in June, and then maybe he schedules another big fight. I, I don't think he ever fights for a title again. I just think he's just trying to get the bag. Um, maybe it's Nate Connor. Uh, come New York. Well, okay, you just fucking stepped on my thing anyway, I'll just say it. I think Nate's returning to the oh. U- Nate Nate's going to fight in the UFC in 2024. All right. It does not mean nice. he's going to return a long-term contract. I think it's real possibility he has like a one or two fight deal. Mark, what is your next prediction? Oh, by that time the courts might mandate that he only has a one or two That's fight my last prediction. My last you got just leaning into my last prediction. It's going to be something like that. Uh yeah, my, my second prediction is not too crazy. Um, I think uh, Jake Paul will have his first MMA fight this year, and I think he'll win. I don't know necessarily who he'll fight, but I feel like he will have enough significant advantages over this, partic- this particular person that he will be able to be victorious in his debut. Um, and much like most of his career, it's going to be calculated. It's going to be someone where he's going to potentially have the you know opportunity to showcase his skill and not just be lit up by some of the he nuked that last he, he nuked that boxer boxer he just fight that guy was mm-hmm. just there to get a check mike you got another prediction i do it's one that i formulated over the last 40 minutes when i saw mma news that 
the nine-month retired Jorge Masvidal, um, unretired, with a tweet just him saying unretired. So quick and to the point, that man is. And my prediction for Mr. Masvidal is he will lose again in 2024. So he's just going to lose, what, this is gonna his return fight or what? He's going to lose his is he return a, is fight. Is he under a UFC contract? Um, We're assuming he is, right? He is, yeah. And that will be the last we really hear Jorge Masvidal because no one really gives a shit anymore. Uh, Mark's prediction, I just saw it, flies in the face of, face of what I got about to say. Um, Jorge Masvidal loses his return fight, presumably, into UFC. Mark, why don't you make a prediction? Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, my last prediction was basically going to be that uh, the PFL, you know, at the course of next year, we won't really have seen much movement or it being, you know, significantly more popular than it was before buying Bellator. I think ultimately they are going to have a little bit more star power. I don't think it's going to move the needle much at all. Um, you know, I just don't think those fan, that fan base is so big. Uh, I do think the PFL is going to have a couple big events throughout the year. They're going to get a fight potentially with Francis, a fight with uh, Jake Paul. And I think those will have a lot more media attention. But I think at the end of the day, like, are the pay-per-view buys going to be there? No. Is their roster really going to, you know, take that next jump up? We're going to have, like, superstars in the PFL. I don't think so. I think it's still going to be where it is kind of today as the other product. Um, Maybe it was slightly more popular because they'll have some, you know, bigger names there. But it'll be really few far between that. People are generally excited or paying attention to it. So I think the PFL just needs to tread water until this lawsuit thing plays out. Um, my prediction is, and I don't know what to, how to formulate the exact way we're going to describe this, but I think we're going to see a significant impact to the UFC based on this lawsuit in the calendar year 2024. It's a little bit written. I'm saying it kind of broadly, but I don't know if that means they put it on the market and the Saudis are buying it. I don't know if this means that they have settled for a giant number and make significant changes to their contracts. I don't know if this means injunctive relief has been granted, and all of a sudden a judge says, yeah, man, we got to say UFC contracts aren't longer than two years. That is all I want. Putting that out there. It's all I want. Um, that is what I, my prediction. We're going to go in. They're going to trial in uh, in April. I don't know how much money they're asking for, Mike, but I the UFC should pay whatever it takes for this not to go to trial. Because if they the entire business model is at risk here, the UFC is going to survive. They will be fine. Let's be very clear about this. They will just not be, you know, taking. They will not just have the sheer monopolistic grip on everything. Um, and you know, maybe the people that are suing, maybe they're not doing this for monetary gain. Maybe they're doing it to change the system. Most likely not, but it'd be nice. And the industry. All right. Does anybody else have anything strong? We only did three each. Anybody have anything else they want to throw out there that they got out there? Any fight they think we're definitely going to see? By the way, I now think Jorge Masvidal is fighting Nate Diaz at UFC 300. That's my new thought. The mic said that, and now I think now I think that's what's happening. Let me be very clear about this. I think we might get the rematch. Put the belt back on the line. That belt. Give a new belt. Just do a new belt. It's fine. Just who cares? 
every every event has a belt. Okay, every event has the belt. Um. Anyway, uh, anybody got anything else? No, no, say really. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah, have a reasonably length podcast. We're gonna do stuff we like. Um. So I'm gonna go first because I watched with Mark actually. The Mark at the end was half asleep because Mark is unexperienced the length of these fucking wrestling pay per views. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was this thing called, Mike? Oh, World's End. I forgot the name World's of the pay per view. Forgot the name of the pay per view. I enjoyed this pay per view. It did not have as many of these big banger fights that they normally do. I think, but I was pretty happy with everything I saw in terms of match quality. Um, going through it, I was um, very happy that Samoa Joe is a world champion in a wrestling company, and he apparently has not been the arrest the world champion in a wrestling company. A, a major. I mean, look, I'm not. I'm gonna put NXT aside for a second because NXT is a developmental brand. As much as I loved NXT, Mike loved NXT. We all loved NXT. There was on the same. Pro, pro promotion they had a higher level so man hasn't been world champion since tna that was 15 years ago was he was world champion or ring of honor actually he may not have ever been tna champion, but he was ring of honor world champion i love samoa joe love samoa joe i think max i think mjf had a wonderful title reign i think he should be proud of what he did carrying the company for the last year or so man had one of the best matches i've ever seen with brian danielson i think he's excellent i love mjf I don't think he's leaving AEW, to be clear. I think he's injured as shit and needs a little bit of time off. And I think it's going to coincide well with the revelation of Adam Cole as the devil, because Adam Cole apparently is still actually hurt. Because I've been convinced, Mike, that he's not that hurt. Because I'm like, it did not look that bad when we saw him sprain his ankle in New York. Um, guess it was bad. Um, they had a good match. Max is clearly wrestling hurt. He's got a torn labrum, I think, they're saying. It went 17 minutes, and it was pretty good. Joe choked him out. Good times. Um, I thought Eddie Kingston and John Moxley had a really fun match, just beating the shit, just beating the shit out of each other. Um, I thought it was they did a good job with the way they made this whole tournament work out, with like him being down and losing his first couple of matches, and Brian calling him a bum for weeks. That was fun. I felt like Mike was the one booking the promos for uh, Danielson. Man was holding up signs and said Eddie is a bum. We tried to get a he's a bum chant going in the middle of the cha- of the match. That was fun. Can I, um, can I but, say Brian, Brian? Brian knows what's up when it comes to Eddie Kingston. So they did a good job. Eddie being the ultimate underdog, as Brian himself says. So it was cool. Um, Eddie being a big All Japan nerd that he is, being a Triple Crown champion, I'm sure means a lot to him. And winning in Long Island, while not his hometown, close enough to it. Um. 13-year-old Bobby really enjoyed Edge and Christian beating the shit out of each other. Let me tell you. That was that was the longest match of the night, Mike. I think it was the probably the best match. I had a really good time with that one. I don't know about you. That was that was fun. Um Julia Hart enjoying everything she's doing right now, guys. Really enjoying this. I'm enjoying the expanded role of women on AEW. Seems like a concerted effort. Uh, elephant in a room, the Jericho, Guevara, Sting, Darby Allen against Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and Takeshita and Hobbs match. Had a big old cloud around it with the whole whatever's going on with Chris Jericho that may or may not have happened in a hotel room five years, four years ago thing. So that kind of took away from the match. Um, people chanting NDA was weird. Um, Swerve... (laughs) <laughs> kick the crap out of Dustin Rhodes. Swerve's your next champion. 
I think that's clear. It's over as hell. He beat up an old man and people were cheering. It was great. Uh, timeless Tony Storm won the match. No shoes involved. Like a professional. Best gimmick going possibly in AEW right now is Timeless Tony Storm. Miro choked Andrade uh, Idilo, uh sent him back into Raw, which might have already happened, Mike. I don't know. I guess his contract was up anyway on the 31st, and everybody assumes he's going back to WWE. Uh, the other eight-man tag was fun with Danny Garcia getting a big win. Everybody made him look like a star. The pre-show matches were fun. Good shit, guys. Good, good AEW, for the faults they have on their weekly television, I think they still are very good at putting on a very good pay-per-view product. That's what I've noticed. No matter what the pay-per-views, I feel like I got my money's worth. So, they just... I know that wrestling shows have to be like four hours long in 2023, Mike, but it's, it's a lot of wrestling, man. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Mark. You haven't watched wrestling pay-per-view probably in a long time. I know you were like dead at the end of it, but what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't really know a lot of the storylines or anything like that, but the matches were good. Um, and even though there was, you know, a lot of content there, I, I did think it, it, it flowed pretty well. Like, I, I wasn't watching, you know, like, I complained about the UFC stuff, like, the same commercials over and over. That is the same promo or something like that. So, it was good. Um, yeah, that's what I got this week. Mike, what do you got? Uh, keeping it in the wrestling uh, vein and also in the AEW vein as a... Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman was an executive producer on this movie. This past Friday, I watched the A24 picture, um, The Iron Claw. Uh, if you guys don't you know, I, I thought I thought it was very good. Um, for those of you that don't know about The Iron Claw, it's about the uh, the Von Erich fam, Von Erich or Von Ehrlich? Von Erich. Von Eric, uh, about the Von Eric family, um, considered one of uh, one of the great uh, wrestling families, um, and honestly, I think almost more infamous than famous, just because of all the tragedies that befell that family. Um, and I remember going into the movie. I told my girlfriend, "Look, this is about to be a very good movie, but a very depressing movie." Um, and I think she believed me, but she I really try to press on her just how sad this movie is about to be, uh, considering if you've watched the uh, Dark Side of the Ring documentary on, on the Von Erics, you know pretty much all the motherfuckers die. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Mike, the movie, they, they, didn't, they didn't have time to cover one of the Von Erics that shot himself in the that's head. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is right. Um, the director said that he didn't include Mike Von. Was it Mike Von Eric? Chris. Or Chris Von Eric. Chris. I heard they combined uh, Chris did, and Mike kind of together a little he, bit. They did. Um, Mike. Mike in the movie. They put some elements of that he was brittle. Um, that he was brittle, which was what what was attributed to uh, to Chris Von Eric. Uh, but the director actually said, "I didn't include Chris because there was just too much." There was too much tragedy for, for one movie. Um, that being said, it, it was a very good movie. Um, I've lost a surprising amount of Zac Efron movies, um, even dating back to High School Musical. And this is easily the best acting job he's ever been a part of. 
um i don't know if it's oscar worthy but um it's still it's still a very good movie um i i cried at certain parts of the movie i i I know I heard sniffling throughout the uh, throughout the movie theater, so you know it was having the intended effect. Um, so if you have time, I would watch uh, the Iron Claw. My question: uh, There's a famous line, <coughs> pardon me, that Kevin it's, drops. It's there. He drops it's it there. about I. I used to have five brothers. Now I don't. Now I'm not even a brother. Uh, not exactly that. Um, but he does drop that. Um, I'm not a brother. Like. That he says I'm not a brother anymore. It's uh I've heard good things and I heard you know it's funny, everybody says they were nicer to Fritz than they needed to be. Um and I heard Fritz doesn't even come off like a good dude, but Fritz von Eric was a lot You can look up some of the stuff Fritz von Eric did, their dad, and you know. It wasn't great, to be honest. Yeah, they uh they didn't include uh some of the things that Fritz did. Um like does he pull uh, a gun on is- Kevin? That's I was just about mm-hmm. to say. Um, that's one thing they don't include in the movie. Um, Fritz, because I, th- I think this was after all of the other sons had died already. Um, where Kevin talked about that Fritz uh, pulled the gun on him, and I think also called him a coward and said, um, "You're a coward. Why don't you kill yourself? Like your brothers are able to do it." Um, they don't include that that part in the movie. I like. Um... I think it's the first. This is the last. I think the last big wrestling movie. I think this type of wrestling movie, you know, it's like a serious one, was probably the wrestler. I think that got like a big. I really- can't think of any so. others. For sure. I mean, because I mean, normally you don't get wrestling like portrayed like that. And the wrestler, I remember WWE tried to distance themselves from it because it did not paint the best picture, obviously. But I. Uh, I think that then they eventually embraced it because it got a bunch of awards. And people are saying, like, because Max, because MJF is one of the executive producers on the movie. I know he's, like, barely in it, but, like, he's one of the executive producers. And I know Efron, and he has a picture with Efron holding the AEW belt, but I heard, like, Efron and Jeremy Allen White both are like, I want to have a match. And people are like, oh, they should go to AEW. They're both of their agents is, are, are, is uh, their, their Endeavor clients. They're not going to AEW if this is happening. Um Wondering how WWE is trying to thread the needle of wanting to, you know, <laughs> support this movie on some level, but not, you know, that should tell you that Max isn't signing, by the way. Just putting that out there. Um, Mark, what do you got this week? Yeah, not too much. Keep it short. Um, we did watch all of uh, What If Season 2, which started late last week, um, and they had new episodes every week. And and I basically would just say, like, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was – maybe not – I didn't enjoy it as much as the first season. I think it was – but it was mostly kind of on par with that. And I think it, it is kind of a tough show to do because there is so much potential there. You can basically do whatever you want with it, the MCU and those different characters. Um, and they do touch on some characters they haven't really touched on in this new phase. Uh, but overall, it was – I thought it was fun. It, it was good, and they're going to do another season – um, but the thing I probably appreciated the most was the release schedule. I kind of like having a new episode every day, um, as opposed to having them all at once or even having them uh, every week. I think every week's too slow. All at once, you tend to burn through everything within a day or two. So having one new episode every day was kind of uh, enjoyable. And I kind of hope they continue to do that with some of their other shows that are coming up. Um, outside of that, uh, played more Mario Wonder. That's been really fun. Um, that's kind of it. Yeah, it was kind of a low-key New Year, so I didn't get to too much else. 
Okay. Um, I'm just getting a message saying that The Rock has teased that he's going to face the head of the table. Wow. Cody's never becoming champion. <laughs> um, okay. By the way, I watched the rest of The Crown. Season six. You guys are good. Don't worry about it. No need to watch it. I just don't give a fuck about these people, Mike. Nice. I just when you once once they got rid of the history part of it, I literally, dude, William is yelling at his dad that why he left their mom. And you love somebody else. And I'm like, I don't believe this conversation happened. Don't believe a fucking word of it. And then what's her name? What's the lady who's who's married to the kid now? Kate? Um Kate Middleton. Apparently her mom is a fucking like the Kardashian mom. Like where she like or helped orchestrate them meeting and shit. I don't even know if that's real or not. But I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Can I get some Tony Blair? And like there's like half in there some stuff about the Iraq war. Fucking Harry's just trying to drink, smoke, and wear a Nazi uniform. That's the whole contribution he has to this season. Show was better in seasons one through one and two are great. Three and four are pretty good. Five and six are shit. Going out with a fucking whimper. Um, all right, we'll be back next week where we are going to preview something. Somebody's fighting. Right? That sounds right to you guys? Do we think? Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> Let me make sure we have anything to talk about. January 13th at the Apex, baby. Wow. You know what's sad? I might actually be excited to watch this shitty card, I'm realizing. Go this long without MMA. Um, Magomed Ankalaev, Johnny Walker. Co-main event. Matias Nikolaou versus Manel Kopp. Jimmy Miller versus Gabriel Benitez. Ricky Simone. I like Ricky Simone. Versus Mario Bautista. Andre Arlovsky still cashing a check, Mark. 2024. Shout out to him. A lot there of new go. Wikipedia pages. Just a lot of them. So, anyway, uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, we'll pick at least the main event. We'll probably only pick the main event. Saying that right now. Um, God, I hope Johnny Walker wins. He's not going to. Um, until, the, until next week, though. What the fuck was that noise? I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark, and that was Lavender Gooms. Thank you so much for welcoming us back for 2024. We're going to do our best for this to be an entertaining year, but quite frankly, a lot of it depends on how these fights go. So, you know, <laughs> we'll try to keep it entertaining. Balls in your court. Yeah. The first, the first half of the podcast is on the UFC score. The second half, when we talk about nonsense, that's us. So if you want the first half of the year to be good, and we loosen up, loosen up some of this monopolistic behavior. We book some fucking good fights, huh? What do we think, huh? Yeah, uh huh. Anyway, peace out. Thank you. Goodbye. See ya. Okay, we gotta do. We gotta do. I mean, we gotta do the the outro, that whole thing. You know, Mike's wondering how we can edit out the word him calling himself the champion. Eight fucking times in the last hour. <laughs> now that he's read the Chris Jericho stuff, <laughs> the champion has no regrets. Okay, yeah, so, so many on, regrets. No longer the champion. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.